0: I'm Sam Carter.
1: And I'm Dean Lowry.
0: This is Carter and Lowry.
1: Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry episode number 51. And we have a great one. We have me and Sam, obviously. We got two special guests today. We got Miles talking about college football playoff rankings, and Jack Cole talking about the World Series. But we're gonna bring them all in together to talk about our opening question. And today is, what's your favorite Halloween candy that uh, you either got or you can get on Halloween? Sam, we'll start with you.
0: Um, you know, it depends on if we're talking chocolate or not. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a big Kit Kat guy. Uh, you know, a little crunchy, but you know you still got your chocolate in there. Um, so, you know, I gotta go with the kit to the cat. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. All
1: right, Miles.
2: I'm gonna have to go with Sour Patch Kids. By far, the best candy out there, and the best Halloween candy out there. Not even close. All right, Jack.
3: It's got to be Reese's. Reese's are the best. Peanut butter and chocolate, a classic combination. Reese's are the best. Halloween candy, candy in general, hand down, hands down.
1: I'm not going to go candy in general. I'm going with dots. I really only eat dots on Halloween, but they get all like a little melty. Mm, so good. But, uh, you know, enough about candy. You know, we got to talk about this World Series, which progressed so much uh, since we last talked to you. The Braves now lead three to two. Game six happening. Right now, um, ignore Game 6, Jack. Um, what have you seen so far, and uh, who do you think has the edge right now?
3: Well, I mean, obviously the, uh, the Braves are winning, but the Astros have been playing not at their peak. The Braves have been playing out of their mind. I think that overall the Astros are the better team, but they really aren't showing up right now.
1: Mm. So, you know, looking ahead, you know, the Braves have to win Game 6. Uh, or do you think they can win a Game 7? Do you think that if it gets to Game 7, the Astros are just going to have too much momentum uh, for the Braves to uh, overtake them?
3: Yeah, I think if it gets if it goes to Game 7, Astros are probably going to take it because, like I said, they're the better team. Braves have been operating on pure momentum. Um, they've been getting some lucky breaks. Um, and they're just doing what the 2019 Nationals did. But I, don't, I can't see that working if they lose their momentum.
1: So, right now, who are you thinking you know, obviously, you know, who do you think is gonna win game six?
3: Game six, I mean, it's a toss up right now first inning was going well for the Astros, but then they got shut down. So I do think that it's gonna be a good game. Um, I think Braves might win it.
1: Hmm. Well, tough to say, but you know, Sam wants you to do a prediction for this game six.
0: Um, you know, I feel like the, like Jack said, the Braves have had the momentum throughout this series. Um, but, you know, I feel like they can only last so long. And, you know, I'm going to go. I think, I think the Astros will win, unfortunately.
1: Mm. And a little bit of a curveball question if you see what I did there. Um, Charlie Morton broke his leg in game one. Uh, Jack, could you see that having any lasting effects of the Braves uh, in, into next season?
3: I mean, next season, it depends on how he bounces back. He should. It wasn't too bad of a break, so hopefully he'll be back and at full health. But, you know, with pitchers in any position, really, where you're pushing off that leg so much, it really can affect you long term. It can reduce your longevity. It can make you worse now. Hopefully he fully recovers, but it could have lasting impacts on his career.
1: And my final question, if the Braves are to win this World Series, would it be the greatest trade deadline in the history of baseball?
3: I don't think you can argue that that's the greatest trade deadline in the history of baseball. All they really picked up was Jock Peterson. Um, They got a couple of other guys. They overhauled their outfield nicely, but I don't think you can argue that it's that good of a trade deadline. I mean, just because something turns out well does not make it the greatest. I mean, it was definitely some good moves, but I don't think it's the greatest of all time.
1: Well, lots to watch, and you can catch the game probably right now or probably yesterday uh, on Fox. Um, You know, I think it's going to be a great game, like Jack said. And uh, Sam's got the Astros. I've got the Astros, and... uh, Jack, would you? You said it was going to be a close game. Who'd you pick?
3: I said the Braves.
1: He said the Braves. So, uh, you know, it finally picks for the Braves. Uh, maybe a curse against them. Um, but we'll talk about it next week. Um, but right now, any final thoughts from you guys? Nope. All right, let's send it over to our college football segment. In the start of the end, uh, the beginning of the end of this college football season, as the college football playoff ranking is just announced, a couple of hours to go. And we have Miles here to break it all down. First, let's talk about some of the big games from last week. And starting us off, number six Michigan uh, versus number eight Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State pulling it out at home. Miles, you watched almost this entire game. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. It made me at the end made me very happy. I was cheering very hard for Michigan State.
2: I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I don't think a lot of people like Jim Harbaugh, but I, I like Michigan State. I like
1: their team this year. They're pretty good. And, uh, you know, moving to the list, you got Georgia absolutely pummeling Florida 34-7. to What happened here, Sam? I mean, not Sam Miles.
2: You know, our defense is just too good. Anthony Richardson got shut down. He got benched for Emory Jones, who came out and really didn't do that much. Now, granted, Stetson Bend didn't play that well. He, too, he threw pretty, two pretty stupid picks. So I think we need to give JT a shot next week, but that's a, a talk for another time.
1: Yeah, kind of like, you know, some of the Alabama years that they've had two good uh, quarterbacks. You know, if it comes down, you know, if the National Championship were next week, um, which quarterback do you like better right now for Georgia?
2: JT. I like JT better right now.
1: All right, and uh, moving along, you got, you know, Iowa State beating up on Penn State 33-24. That was expected. And next week we got number 13 Auburn at number 14 Texas A&M. That is your ring matchup. All right, Sam. Uh, take us through uh, what happened with Clemson this week.
0: Um, you know, just another close game, but uh, this time it was a victory. Um, we defend our streak against Florida State. Um, you know, there's not much to say about this. Um, I feel like this is one of the first playoff rankings where Clemson hasn't been in the uh, in the top four. You know, it's sad. But uh, I I feel like we could possibly bounce back next year. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm a little bit worried, though. And UNC uh,
1: suffered a tough loss at Notre Dame, uh, which was expected, 44-33. Uh, to 33. Uh, Just not good enough on defense to be a team of that caliber. And another tough mm-hmm. matchup as we host number 9 Wake Forest next week. Um, but I think there's up some potential there, so uh, watch out for that one. Uh, but it's time to talk about uh, the college football rankings and uh, Miles, just give me your first thoughts here. I think they did this
2: right, and I think going forward in the season, the committee clearly values head-to-head. So if Oregon keeps doing what they're doing, they're good because obviously they went to Ohio State, they went to Columbus, beat them in the shoe, close game, tough game, but they did they they pulled it out. But what really I'm looking at here is Michigan State could potentially have to play Ohio State twice. And they have to play Penn State, I think, next week actually, and I, that's going to come down. Those are going to be two, two or three big games. Cincinnati, obviously, they the eye test. Same with Oklahoma. The eye test is not going too well for them. Neither of them have a very good strength of schedule, especially Oklahoma, who just struggled against Kansas. Cincinnati struggled against Tulane. I don't. I, Wake Forest is up there. Makes me happy. Oklahoma State, I'm liking them. That's really about it. I think everything else is pretty good. Iowa. I think they're really overrated. Pittsburgh. I thought Pittsburgh was going to make the playoff. I thought they were going to win the ACC with one loss and make the playoff, make a run for it. But then they lost, obviously, and that was kind of sad. But I'm, I really like. I think this is this is pretty much what I would have done with this top ten, at least.
1: And Sam, I got to ask you. You know, you're a little bit of an NC State fan. Now, were you surprised to see them all the way up at uh, eight I mean, nineteenth uh, in this first ranking.
0: Um, you know, I kind of was just because they have two unranked losses. Um, but you know, their, their wins look pretty good, uh, with a decisive win over Louisville this past weekend. So, you know, I think, I think this is about fair.
1: Hmm.
0: And, uh, Miles, you know, looking at, like you
1: mentioned, Oklahoma and Cincinnati, both undefeated, both outside the top five. Um, could you see both those teams potentially going undefeated and not making the playoff just because of what the community is valuing right now?
2: I don't think – there's so many scenarios because Wake Forest could win out. Oklahoma could win out. Cincinnati could win out. They could all win out. But then you would also have either a one-loss Georgia or an undefeated Georgia. And obviously, even – if Georgia makes the SEC championship, they're in. That's kind of a gimme at this point in the season. Alabama, if they win the SEC championship, they're in. And that that could be possible. Michigan State, obviously, two tough teams. Oregon, if they went out, they're in. That's clear. So that really leaves one spot, one spot that we know is going to be there. And that's going to come down, I think, to Wake Forest, Oklahoma, Michigan, if they pull off the upset at Ohio State, which I don't think they're going to do because Jim Harbaugh is a terrible coach, and Cincinnati. And I don't think Cincinnati is going to pull that one out just because of their strength of schedule. And Oklahoma and Wake Forest have looked pretty bad against some pretty bad competitions here. So I really don't know what what would end up happening, but I do think only one of those teams is going to get in. One of those three will definitely make it. I just don't know which one.
1: All right, let's talk about a scenario. I'm going to hit you both with it, and uh, we'll start with Sam. So here's my scenario. Michigan State goes undefeated, wins out, wins their conference. Oklahoma wins out. Cincinnati wins out. Wake Forest wins out. All four of those teams are undefeated. And then Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC Championship. So you have a one loss Georgia, one loss Alabama, and these four uh, undefeated teams. Uh, What would be your uh, top four there, Sam? Um,
0: You know, I feel like it would be, you know, as good as Georgia is. You know, I just think that it's completely – outrageous to have a one-loss non-conference champion make the playoff. And we saw Alabama do that uh, a few years ago, so we know that the committee's not scared to do that. So I think what you would see happen is Georgia would make uh, the the playoff, but I don't think that's what should happen. I think you should give uh, some of these other schools a chance at the playoff You know, because they actually won and won their conference uh, championship. But, you know, it's definitely not what they'll do. All right, Miles, what do you think there? I think
2: it would simply come down to an Alabama, Georgia, Michigan State top three. And then the fourth would have to go to Oklahoma. Because I have the schedules pulled up right now. And their schedule, the next three weeks they have Baylor, Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Two of those teams are top fifteen, and Iowa State is a very strong unranked team, especially with Brock Purdy in the back and Brock Purdy and Brees Hall in the backfield. Cincinnati is just too weak. They haven't looked good against bad teams. And Cincinnati against Tulane and Navy, they they looked horrible. Notre Dame was a good win. SMU, that'll be a, they call that a quality win, but I don't think SMU is really that good. So in the end, I do think it would come down to Oklahoma simply because they would have the Baylor win. They beat Texas earlier in the season, obviously. They'll had they ha- they have the Oklahoma State and the Iowa State win plus the Big 12 championship and undefeated. I don't see how they could be left out.
1: Mm, well, great talking to you guys. And, uh, Miles, you'll be back next week uh, to break down next week's rankings. You know, crazy stuff happening. It's kind of all converging last few weeks of the season. Uh, any final thoughts here?
2: Not really, no. I'm excited to see where the season goes, though. It's going to get interesting, I can tell.
1: All right, that is going to do it for this college football segment, and we'll be right back with the NFL. Welcome back to Lowry and the NFL, and surprisingly a good week uh, for the Steelers and the Panthers. So, Sam, uh, get us right into it. Uh, What happened with the Steelers this week?
0: You know, it was a W, and, you know, this season that's almost more than you can ask for um but you know 5 point win against the browns you know there's not much to say about it it's just it is what it is you know a good passing game a uh, pretty good rushing game you know just all around so mm. i think things are maybe looking up still third in the division um but you know a comp- or a uh, division win so what more can you ask for?
1: And, uh, you know, I'm asking each week, uh, where is the confidence meter on a scale of 1 to 10 right now?
0: Um, you know, I feel like offensively, though, it was a good game. Um, so it's, it's looking up. So my confidence in the Steelers, I'd say, is probably I'm going to go, um, realistically, I'm going to go a 6. You know, because I'm not really banking on the playoffs, but I think we could still be a wild-card team.
1: All right, and the Panthers uh, finally managed to snap a four-game losing streak with a uh, 19-13 to win in Atlanta. Sam Donald did get popped on maybe the greatest non-illegal hit I've ever seen. I mean, he just got destroyed. He, it looks like he's going to be out for this game against New England next week. Uh, but... Tread and water, 4-4, and still third in the division. Uh, everybody in the division has got two losses. So, I mean, we got a tough schedule coming in, but, you know, there's still a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, Sam, uh, break the sad news um, about your fantasy team this week.
0: Uh, Well, for one, I took my first loss to none other than Jack Cole, who we had on earlier. Um, You know, just a terrible performance by uh Derek Henry, otherwise a fine a fine week um but you know he's hurt, and that is the uh the elephant in the room that Dean was referring to um you know this is going to uh this is going to hurt my uh playoffs, so we just gotta pick up a new running back you know see. See what we can do, um, but it's a rough week.
1: And uh, I had another loss, you know, tough with so many injuries. I'm kind of just trying to avoid coming in last, but, you know, there is still uh, – Reed's team is still behind mine, and he's actually eliminated from the playoffs uh, at the moment. Um, so, you know, same. you still got a 99% chance to make the playoffs, but your best player's out. That's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts on the NFL segment?
0: Um, I just wanted to mention that uh, Dean's team lost to Denzel without a quarterback. Um, so that's that's tough, Dean.
1: It's tough. It's uh, injuries are hard. Yeah. But that's gonna do it for the NFL segment. We're we'll right back uh, for another mega basketball segment. Let's. Welcome back to our mega basketball segment, and let's get it started. With some NBA basketball, the Hornets—they uh, met Sam's goal this week. They went two and two. They defeated the Magic and the Trailblazers. Tough loss last night to the Cavs, and a blowout in Miami. Um, and next week they'll play the Warriors on Wednesday. That game's on ESPN. The Kings on Friday, the Clippers on Sunday, and the Lakers on Monday. So the the uh, California sweep—all those games are ten o'clock. So if you're if you're a normal human and you're a Hornets fan, you can't watch the games which, you know, why did they even start in that late? I don't know, but that's besides the point. And Sam, why don't you give us our goal and uh, your player of the week this past week?
0: Um, So my goal, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, the Warriors are going to be a tough team, and obviously the Lakers are going to be a tough team. So I'm going to go with an optimistic uh, approach and go – 2-2, two two. again, I think that we should beat the Kings and can hopefully beat the Clippers. Um, but I think a loss to the Warriors and a loss to the Lakers, but you never know.
1: Yeah, you know, any games winnable? And uh, give us your player of the week.
0: Um, my player of the week, you know, it's kind of tough, but I have to go with LaMelo just because how he played against Cleveland and Portland, you know, 30-27. and 27. Um, but you look earlier in the week against Miami and Orlando with only six and seven points. Um, yeah, and other you know non non exciting uh, sure. statistics. Um, but still, I think I got to go with Lamelo just because he played such a big part in that Portland. Uh, yeah, that Portland game. So it's got to be Lamelo.
1: Yeah, and you know he has really struggled on the road this year, but he's been phenomenal at home. So hopefully he can you know, flip the script a little bit on this uh, long road trip, uh six-game road trip that the Hornets are about to embark on, uh, starting tomorrow night in San Francisco. And moving on to our top dog segment, uh, you got the Chicago Bulls still on top in the uh, one seed, the Heat at five and one, uh, the Bulls are six and one, the uh, Washington Wizards at five and two, and the Knicks at five and two. So Sam, why don't you take us uh, through the Western Conference?
0: So leading out west, we got Golden State at five and one, tied with the Utah Jazz. Um, then coming in third or second rather, we have the Dallas Mavericks at four and two, and then the Lakers at four and three.
1: And, you know, this year there was no You know, city edition, but they're calling them the NBA seventy-five, which is really the same thing. You know, special uniform every team got. They were real this week. So, Sam, you know, tell us uh, what do you think about the uh, Hornets' uh, new uniform?
0: You know, I I like them, um, but you know, when I first saw them this morning, uh, my first reaction to them was they look like a sprite can. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's not a bad thing. Um, I like the stripes. I like the uh the font that says Charlotte on the front. Um and I like the little hexagons on the tops and mm. the uh down at the bottom of the shorts. I think Yeah. I think that they're uh you know they're all right.
1: Yeah, obviously tough to top uh, last year, but I'm really excited they're bringing back uh the 1997 through 1998 court with uh the gradient uh, teal to purple on inside the three-point line, mm-hmm. and then the uh, honeycomb on the inside of the paint, and then the gradient teal and purple in the center of the court with the Classic Hugo logo in the middle. Such a, you know, it's like so ugly, it's beautiful kind of thing. Um, yeah. So really excited to see when that comes out. I don't think it's as many games with like the special jerseys this year. Um, but, you know, really exciting stuff. Uh, we're going uh, to college basketball. You know, obviously, no games are played, um, but you know the projected lineup has kind of come out of these press conferences. And you got four returners: uh, Caleb Love, Linky Black, Kermit Walton, Armando Baycott, and uh, Brady Manek is the newcomer, a transfer from Oklahoma. Um, obviously, the leading scorer was Armando Baycott last year with 12 points. Caleb Love bringing back double-digit figures, and Brady Manek at center also bringing uh double ginger and uh sam I gotta ask you of these four returners who needs not take the biggest step up uh in this coming year?
0: Um it's gotta be Leaky Black. Um you know, because I feel like all through his four years that he's been here, it we've just kind of been waiting for him to be the player that they said he was gonna be and he's never he's never been that. Um he was just kind of a side piece. But he, he needs to be the guy. Um, so I think it's Leaky Black's got to step up.
1: Yeah, and I also got to mention R.J. Davis will be coming off the bench. He's uh, supposed to be coming off the bench to start, uh, but he could take over. You know, him and uh Caleb were kind of competing uh, for point guard minutes um, towards the end of the season there. Um, but I got to ask you, in general, Sam, you know, first-time crowds are back, such a critical part of college basketball and his culture – uh, do you see college basketball making a huge comeback this year, or do you think it's going to kind of stay on the download of college? Uh, you know, some some of the other sports. Like I feel like college football this year really came back, and then the NBA has been very exciting, and same thing with the NFL. But college football, made, to the most extent. Uh, so do you see a big comeback for college basketball this upcoming season?
0: Um, I do feel like it'll come back a little bit, but it won't be monumental. Um. So I wouldn't be expecting anything huge. But I think people will be more excited than they were last year.
1: All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode of and Lowry. Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. And you hear from us next Tuesday.